Chicago, where the fire served cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 30 is brought to you by 606 Media, Noir Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15, that's TRUEFAN15, for 15% off your entire order. That's right. As always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with Iraq. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening app. We're available on all major platforms. Z, it's Super Bowl week, man. Oh, yeah. Excited. This, yeah, baby. This is going to be our Super Bowl 55 preview show. This is the matchup I really wanted because, to me, it's the old GOAT with, you know, who I think is going to be the new GOAT. And uh, also, stupid Aaron Rogelio won't be playing, <laughs> so that's a good thing. Uh, fun fact, Aaron Rodgers now has the same amount of NS NFC title wins as your boy Rex Grossman. But they are who we thought they were, and we let him off the hook. I guess uh, he is who we thought he was. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off the show right. This is The Loop. Our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So, E, any Bears news? Uh, we got a couple of coaching changes. Inside linebackers coach Mark DeLeon is joining Dan Campbell's staff with the Detroit Lions in the same role. Um, Ted Monachino left the Bears after two seasons as outside linebackers coach to serve in the same capacity with wow. the Atlanta Falcons under new head coach Arthur Smith. But I mean, I mean, it, it's usually head coaches don't make a linear uh, uh, adjustment. They don't they don't go from. Linebackers coach to linebackers coach to another team. You, you want a coach that goes up, not it's, it's laterally. It's possible that his contract was up. Okay. Um, the Bears did already find their, their new coaches, though. Okay. So the Bears on Friday hired Bill McGovern as their inside linebackers coach and promoted Bill Shuley from defensive pass analyst and assistant uh, linebackers coach to outside linebackers coach. So it sounds like they had, uh, you know, a couple guys in mind. McGovern, I'm going to say he coached on the Bills. He coached on the Eagles. So he's been around for a long time. And then, you know, for the um, outside linebackers coach, they just kind of moved up from within. So, yeah, they just shuffled some cards around. Hey, hey, there's some lovey, some love going around. <laughs> lovey Smith to the Texans as their new D.C. after getting ousted out of Illinois. Lovey back in the NFL, back as a defensive coordinator where he last held that role with the Rams, I believe, uh, before he came to the Bears. Uh, I'm glad to see Lovey back in the NFL. And he's also back in Texas, where he's from, yeah. right, coaching in right. Texas. Good for him. Um, yeah. Other former Bears. We got former Bear Greg Olson, uh, who we wanted to mention before. Uh, we want to make sure he has retired and he'll be heading over to the booth for Fox. And some sad news, former Bears kicker Roger LeClerc. Uh, LeClerc, yeah, LeClerc. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> that's, your, that's your thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it member is. of the 1963 <laughs> championship team. I want to say this is before they had, uh, they called them Super Bowls. Um, but he was a member of that 1963 championship team. He had passed away at the age of 84. And also former Bears running back uh, Cyril Pinder passed away at the age of 74. He played from 1971 to 72. Yeah, very sad to hear that. There is, however, hope on the horizon. Oh, boy. There's hope. Hope. <laughs> the Chicago Bears have traded for Deshaun Watson. Oh, yes. I knew it, man. You, once you no, put no, it. No, 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 no. Just kidding. So, I'm so my, are, are you? Are you <laughs> I'm doing are my you, Trevor Bauer thing for Trevor the Bears Bauer? now. Oh, <laughs> That's <boy>. right. <laughs> well, there's plenty of rumors swirling around, uh, not only about Watson, uh, but... Right now, there was rumors. There was rumors about Stafford yeah. and where he could been could have been a bear. 
could have been uh, with the Patriots, mm-hmm. could have been with the Indianapolis Colts, but he ends up going to the Rams for two first round picks, a third round pick, and the subway guy, Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So look, Goff was on that Rams team that went to the Super Bowl in 2019. But what that tells you, again, you got a young coach who doesn't really trust the quarterback that's there. Um, yeah. But man, look, they gave up two firsts, a third, and their quarterback, a young quarterback who did take him to the Super Bowl. I mean, he was a participant on that team, but, you know, he, he's done pretty good. But that's a lot for a 32-year-old quarterback with a history of back injuries. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we would have loved to see him here on the lakefront, but let's just be honest, we don't have the offensive line yet. Uh, you know, I, they gelled the last couple games, but I don't think that's a solidified offensive line yet. I'll tell you what, uh, I would not have loved to see him on the lakefront at all. No? Hell no. Hell, this is, again, let me re- repeat the phrase I just said. A 32-year-old quarterback <laughs> with a history of back injuries for two first-round picks, your quarterback, and a third-round pick. Uh, I mean, there's no thank you. There's, that's a way too high of a price. That's that too, is a king's ransom. So, so Shout now, out to Will for that. Let's think about this. What in the world is some team going to give up to get Deshaun Watson then? His price just skyrocketed. Right. So you're, now they're going to be asking for like four or five first round I picks. I don't know about five. I, I say at the very least, you're looking at three first round picks, a player, and a couple second round picks. Way too much. That's crazy. Way too much. That's crazy. Now, you'd love to have him on your team, but I mean, you know, the, the funny thing is is that about Stafford is that they asked him, and he said that he didn't want to play in New England. So do you oh, think, wow. You think he, now on, on my end, I didn't, I, I like Stafford. Number one, I don't think we're, they're going to trade him within a division. Okay. And and I think we discussed that before uh, off the air. Mm-hmm. But did he, do you think he came out and says, no, nah, I don't want to play for the Bears? Because it was announced that he wanted it, that him and the team decided once they got their new head coach, Dan Campbell, it was decided between them or maybe just by Stafford says, hey, you know what? We're going to go in a different direction. What team would you like to go to? So now I mean, that's a, goes, that's a class act by the organization saying, hey, where do you want to go? Right. I mean, the Ram, I mean, the Rams just got fleeced. It, it, they got fleeced unless they win a Super Bowl in the next couple of right. years. Now. Right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, was, I know what you're going to yes. say here. Being our Super Bowl show, and we'll, yes. get, we'll get more into this later, but is it possible that Stafford said, nope, I don't want to play for New England. Nope, I don't, I don't want to play for the Bears. But when they brought up the Rams, he's like, okay, let's do that. If you can make get it done, get it done. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah. Well, funny thing about the Rams, they have, they're not going to have a first-round pick for a total of seven years. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. how you put. That's how you put an organization behind. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, is it possible that he went there? We have to see what's going to happen with with Brady. Mm-hmm. But does this put the Rams in a prime position to go for it all next year? Because if let's say Brady wins, does he ride off into the sunset? He should. He should. If he doesn't win, does he come back and try to do it again? He so, probably will. He probably will. So. Let's, let's, uh, I don't know, like I said, let, let's discuss that a little bit later on in our Super Bowl segment. Awesome. All right, let's transition to baseball. What's going on in Wrigleyville? Uh, Cubs announced the signing of Cole Stewart to a major league contract for 2021. He had Cordell six... Stewart? Didn't he play for the Bears? Cole Stewart. Listen, bro, <laughs> clean out them ears. Uh, he had six starts uh, with the Twins in 2018 and 2019, and he opted out of the 2020 season after he signed with the Orioles in the offseason. Okay. All right. Well, sign. Uh, what was this? Signed two picks after. Uh, oh yeah. Why am I stuttering? He was signed two picks after Bryant. Right. So so he's a he's a project. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's a guy that the Cubs liked when they were trying to re- build their team. They can get him on the cheap. Um, if he if he turns out to be a really good player or a decent player, someone they can flip. And they can do something like low they did risk, when they brought in low Arietta. risk, high reward, low risk, high reward. Right. So you can yeah. try to flip him and bring back a guy like uh, like Arietta, who ha- there has been rumors about yeah. not only Arietta but also Jeff Samarja coming back to the north side. 
They gotta fill, they gotta fill out that that rotation. So that's gonna be a geriatric rotation. Mm-hmm. All right. The Cubs also signed former Pirates pitcher Trevor Williams to a one-year deal worth two point five mil. Now this is a good sign. It's a good signing. Um, he's gonna be able to come into that uh, starting rotation right away. I think the really cool thing about that is Williams' dad, Richard. Um, right. He had a really cool tweet after he found out his son would be joining the North Side. He says, I was born and raised in Chicago, watched Ernie Banks hit his 500th home run in May of 1970. I worked four summers in an usher at Wrigley. This is a dream. Wake me up. Um, and, and he shared a picture. He says this picture was at Wrigley in 2018. I was his son pitching. He saw the snow. Um, and he says, I was so cold that night, but this night I'm warm. So it's awesome. This this guy was a Cubs fan back in the day. He was a, a usher at Wrigley back in the day. And now he gets to see his son play for the North Side on obviously what sounds like it was his favorite team. That's a great story, man. Great story. Anything else on the North Side? Uh, yeah, there was an interesting signing by the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs <laughs> signed Jock Peterson um, from your world champion Los Angeles Lakers. Wait, no, wait. Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. I mean, the Lakers did win too. Uh, there's too many teams in Los Angeles that have won recently, uh, but they signed it for one year, seven million. Okay, so this was upsetting on two fronts. One, you could have brought Schober for a million dollar more. And he's a better outfielder than Peterson. He's a better hitter. Okay, I just, wanted, I just wanted to make you laugh. Okay, I just wanted to make you laugh. I just wanted to make you laugh. All right, so Peterson can't hit lefties. And that's about it. Okay. That's about it. Jack Peterson's downfall is that he can't hit, hit lefties. Yeah. Um, he's, he's Kyle Schwarber in a different package. I mean, he's the same guy. So, I mean, it's, it's a matter of who did you want. Sometimes you get that... Uh, changed the scenery and it does you well. Peterson yeah. was a guy that when he came out and he came into the league, he was on fire. Uh, everyone thought he was going to be like what we were saying about uh, uh, Sieber or Corey Seager. Um, we were saying yeah. that, you know, that was the trajectory that we saw him going on. He didn't quite, you know, Peter out. No, the, the, <laughs> the, the Dodgers were loaded at, uh, about four or five years ago with prospects and guys just kept coming up and coming up mm-hmm. and, and producing. And he stopped producing, he so he stopped, got left behind. Right, so he's kind of so, the Almora of that team, you know. He, exactly, so, exactly. So when you look at but, that, him getting a fresh start somewhere else could be what he needed. The same thing with Schwarber because he was stagnant after a while. He still, I, I think, with Schwarber specifically, you had that um, that hangover of that of that World Series team where. You know, even all these years later, we have, like I was saying before on the last show, we, I, as a, as a Cubs fan, romanticized the fact that he mm-hmm. came out and after his leg fell off and he put it back together and he came up and he hit home runs all over the place. and He pulled a big pen. Yeah, you know what I mean? He they, pulled a big pen. He's like, I'm going to go to the locker room and I'm going to come back and then win the game. Right. And he, yeah. he did that and, you know, and the ball and the scoreboard and all that lore. So, so is this still up there love, or do they take it down? I don't know what they did with that. I, I want to say for, at least for a while they put a, like a glass case or whatever yeah, they, around they, it. I saw that. But. But, but what I'm saying is that with Schwarber, a change of scenery is what he needed. And I think that's the same thing with Jack Peterson. So they're, right now they're essentially the same guy. You know, who, who, what's going what's well, to be the results of that? It's only well, one Peterson, year. Yeah, well, Peterson's going to be, uh, he's a platoon guy for you guys. Right. He's not going to bat, he's not going to be in the lineup every day. No, no. Well, so... It, there's so other me, news. <laughs> so oh, let, let, want, let me tell you this though: weren't the okay. Sox going after Jack Peterson for a while? Yeah, what, that was what happened part. That? That, that was part two of it. So the Sox actually were going after uh, Jack Peterson for years and years. They were trying to trade for him. Well, the Cubs were after Arenado. Look what happened there. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> look, look, shots fired. That's that's right, folks. The St. <laughs> <laughs> <The Saint Louis, laughs> Car- Louis Cardinals have landed all-star third baseman Nolan Arenado in a blockbuster trade with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Colorado is expected to retain approximately 50 million, 50 million of the Jesus. 199 million remaining on Arenado's contract. Remember, they just signed him, you know, a couple years ago, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. "Well, I guess we're not winning anymore." Um, lefty Austin Gomber, righties Jake Wolf- Woodford, and Angel Rondon, fair baseman Luke and Baker, and outfielder John Torres are headed to Colorado in exchange for Arenado. Um, good and, God. and they're sending money over. And, yeah, fifty million. Uh, here's fifty million. He That's take insane. like four or five players. 
Uh, I, <laughs> what it what it does is it makes me think about Chris Bryant because Chris Bryant was the guy at one point they were talking about trading him so, uh, straight up, straight and, up, yeah. And now what we hear about Chris Bryant, he's been told by the Cubs that he's not getting traded unless they get a sweetheart type offer from another team. This is per Jim Duquette on MLB Network Radio. I mean, there's there's no way he's going to be valued that much. I mean, no. after being injury prone, having a low, uh, 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 I mean, let's not, I'm not, I'm not even going to go with counting last year because people right. had great years and people had awful years. Right. Let's take that year up. But the years prior, his numbers were so-so and he's been injury prone. Again, and the fact that one year left, I mean, what are you going to do with that? I'd say with within the last five six years we can as far as cubs fans are concerned we can sit back and look at some moves that we we regret the trades that were made yeah. a couple of trades that were not made um hindsight being 2020 always they should have traded schwarber when he was at his highest value right after the world series right after the world series he should have been gone you would have got a haul not only that but you look at guys like glaber torres Eli, or, um, I'm sorry, Eloy, Eloy, <laughs> <laughs> changing his name already. Yeah. Um, Eloy, you know, there's there's Cease. a couple of guys out there. I mean, I don't care. I don't care that much about Cease. I, I know you love him, but <laughs> I'm, right. I'm uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, he really has to show out for me to be impressed by Cease. He, to me, he's just like the little brother in the back of the bullpen, waiting to you know jump up and see if he can see over the fence. That's uh, once Cease. If Cease turns into something in five six years, I'll give him his props. But right now, I don't see much out of Cease. Okay. Um, so I don't regret we'll trading him, but when I look at Kyle uh, Kyle Schwarber, should have traded him. Chris Bryant, if you had a, a possible offer on the table at some point mm-hmm. to be able to swap Bryant for Arenado straight up, you take that deal, and they didn't. So again, within the uh, last couple of years, you see a lot of like regrettable trades and a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, shoulda made that didn't. Right. Right. All right, let's switch over to the Hall of Fame or oh, lack bro. thereof. So, look, let me tell you something. Uh, for the first time, and it, it's happened before. It's not the first time ever. But right. in the 2021 Hall of Fame voting results, uh, they were unveiled this week. And Sammy Sosa was named on 17% of the ballots in his second to last year of eligibility. Um, first time Hall of Fame candidate, Aramis Ramirez, who, you know, as you know, was a great third baseman for the Cubs yeah, for nine years. Good. He did not receive enough votes to remain on the balance in, ni- in 2022. Okay, Ramirez is in what you call the Hall of Good. He's the Hall of Very uh, the Hall of Very Good. Yes, he's not the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Very Good. Right. So. All right, the highest ballot vote went to Kurt Schilling at 71.1%. Uh-huh. There was some speculation about uh, about writers removing him from the ballot altogether because he's kind of a douche. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's been blamed racist a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So there's been uh, a possibility. That I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, the thing is that you have baseball and then you have the person. And those right. are two different things. So there's, after a, few, it was there's enough, a few guys that, that shouldn't be oh, in the Hall of Fame if you're basing oh, on that. If we were to pull up the entire list of Hall of Famers, right. there's a bunch of racists, a bunch of this, so, a bunch of that. Here's the here's the thing I will say about that is yeah. that even when it comes to the cancel culture of our day now, whether mm-hmm. it comes to you know um, people being transphobic or homophobic or racist or whatever it is, this right now, we're calling people out now. So, oh, yeah. so Schilling should not be surprised. No. No, he's been on TV and on radio. So, like, right. you've been on both sides, bro. You've been on the field, and now you've been on the media side. So, so, so the you fun- can't be doing that. So, he got so salty that after it was announced that he wouldn't be elected, he came out, yeah. and he has to be taken off the ballot for next year. Let me tell you. Yeah, because he says he has a better chance with the uh, Veterans Committee. Get, let me tell you, that is a super weird flex from a dude who's super into himself. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was great to see what he did in Boston with the buggy sock and all. But mm-hmm. he's still not a good dude. No. And and that's what I was saying is that this day and age, yeah, it happened 15 years ago. But even since he retired, he has been shady. He just says all types of crazy stuff. And, you know, you can you really blame people who are voting for you in this day and age to not put you in? Hey. No, that's that, that's that's what that's our society at the moment. And if, even, to be honest, a lot of the guys after they retire, even though they're hard asses and like they were a holes, mm-hmm. they soften. And he hasn't. He's gotten worse. 
Right. I know? mean, I remember Ryan Sandberg was such an a-hole uh-huh. when he was playing. You <laughs> yeah. know, just meeting him on the outside the baseball field. Yeah. Frank Thomas, same thing. Yeah. Michael Jordan, same thing. But you know what? Either protect your image or soften it up where you can become approachable. Because guess what? Your career's done, and you're going to need people in the media to help you out with something. But but Kurt Schilling's an American, and burr, burr, bang, you can go on somewhere, man. Look, I, I'm tired of talking to this guy. Tell me what's going on in the South Side, man. Oh, the White Sox have signed Trevor Bauer. Yes, are they bringing uh, Deshaun Watson with them? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Sox haven't signed Bauer. Not yet. All right. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Vaughn and Nick Madrigal were listed as uh, two of MLB.com's top prospects. Madrigal has already been with the team uh, on the big league level, and Vaughn is rumored to join the club at some point this season as their DH. And uh, you might give, you know, MV Pito a break. That's right. You might give him a day off on, as a DH or on the first base side. Sox believe he's the first baseman of the future. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I, they have him in that high regard. He hasn't played higher than A ball. Right. So they drafted him straight for his bat, not not for his. Defense. They they have a clear idea of what they want to do with him. Mm-hmm. Your boy Abreu is standing in his way, but I think they're gonna let Abreu stay there as long as he wants. Yeah, he's your he's your Anthony Rizzo, right? He's your he's your Mark Grace, he's your Frank Thomas. You know, he, he's not moving until he wants to be moved. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of the Hall of Fame that we just touched on, Mark mm-hmm. Burley received enough votes in the Hall of Fame to stay on for another year. Again, good for him. Hall of good. Hall of very good. But here's my thing. Here's my point to this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see another 300-game winner. You're not going to see another Maddox. You're not going to see another Nolan Ryan or whoever it is that had 300 games. That's not going to happen anymore. Burley, so these guys that have 200 wins, do we lower the bar? So Burley is essentially a bargain bin version of Greg Maddox, right? Lunch pail guy comes in, plays his his game. Um, you know, he doesn't make a lot of noise. He's probably like kind of like he's he's what I imagine um, is just a dude that sits in the back with his trucker hat on and drinks his uh, PBRs or whatever they're drinking in the Budweisers back there. He's having a good time. And the same for for Maddox. You know, I mean, these are just baseball lifers. Um, again, Burley, all of very good, all of famer. I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't think we lower the bar? I think I don't think because that pitching's changed. Pitching has changed. You're gonna go. What you're gonna see a lot uh, as far as like you know this current generation's players who will end up in the Hall of Fame as far as pitching is concerned, the guys who have all these no hitters, the guys have a, that have a lot of strikeouts because yes, no hitters. He has a perfect game. He's a world champion. Uh, again, I, I just don't think that he. I don't think he's good enough. I don't think he's gonna make it. Uh, but I think what's going to happen is you're, you are correct that in the future, you, the criteria for the current uh, players in the league is going to change just because I think that 300 win mark was the benchmark for a player um, that was right. a hurler that was going to make it to the Hall of Fame. I just don't right. I, I don't see it happening anymore. Yeah, it, it's similar to the, on the, the offensive side where you have the 3,000 hits. Yes. Or the 600 home runs or 500 home runs, whatever. And there's a pl- there's plenty of those guys that are not making it, you know, look at yeah. Um, you're still looking at Bonds and Clemens. And the the funny thing is, is that Bonds and Clemens are, of all the guys that we put together in the steroid era, they probably have the most rumors about them, and they are the two guys that really never tested positive. Now, Sosa, neither did Sosa, but Bonds no. and Clemens were by far some of the best players at their position when they were the stars of their teams. And they were great without the steroids. Exactly. And that's, I I think, what it is, is for those players specifically, it was overcoming injuries so they could continue being great. It wasn't to get better. It was so they can continue being great. Yeah. All right. Just the last note on the White Sox. Carlos Rodon is returning to the White Sox after all that hoopla and drama. So hopefully his wife can stop tweeting at the White Sox. (laughs) It's a one-year, $3 million deal. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, way to go, guys! Uh, you did it. Wives, significant other, and wives, please stay out of business. You can really, white sox You can really, you can re- yes, white sox business. <laughs> you, you can really hurt your husband's, you know, income. Uh-huh. So, well, uh huh. Well, or you could just uh, blame your wife for hiding a wire under your shirt. 
Good one. All right, man. What's going on in the madhouse? I'm on the madhouse of Madison. Oh, at the madhouse, everyone's mad because both teams suck. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is out for at least four weeks with a quad injury. They are calling it a severe quad contusion. Those of you that don't know, I had to look it up myself because I thought the quad might have been the butt, but it's not. No, it is actually your thigh muscle. Yeah, yeah and uh, that's painful. Yeah. Well, Portland, Ooh. Damon Lillard hit Damn. a fadeaway three-pointer, put the last nail on that coffin. He hit it at the horn. I gave a 123 to 122 win, win over the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they the Bulls played an okay game. But it's, it's just sloppy. Man. It's the just Bulls so sloppy. Came back from like twenty down. They did. I mean, they're 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 a hardworking team, but there's a lot of holes. A lot of holes. It's it's not a lot of holes. I'm gonna tell you the, the biggest hole is the one that when they put their hands together and they fail to catch the ball. Yes. Um, this is like watching Javon Wims play basketball because they oh. turn over the ball at such an incredible rate. I mean, we're gonna see. You want to talk about Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame for uh, uh, <laughs> for turning over the ball. That goes to the Chicago Bulls in 2021. It's amazing. Yeah. Dame, Dame was on fire, man. He had two threes in 8.9 seconds. I mean, whatever. That's that's uh, superstar. That's, that's, what, that's what your superstar is. That's, that's Reggie Miller territory right there. It you is. Know? It is. I mean, you want on. more. So, look, uh, Scoop Robinson on Twitter is saying that the Chicago Bulls have interest and the Pels point guard Lonzo Ball. You hear that, Mike? They're talking to you. Uh, hey. They said also the, the Clippers, Knicks, Magic, and Raptors, and Mavs also have interest in Ball. 23-year-old Lonzo Ball is set to enter restricted free agency this upcoming season. Do you want Lonzo Ball on the Chicago Bulls? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think we have enough assets to give away, and I don't want. I don't think we should be giving up draft picks at any point. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's worth all that. No, he's fine. He's. I mean, he's a he's a professional basketball player. But why have him for one year? It's it's not just that, but I mean, like I, I think, I, no. I, I think I think he's getting a lot of people are putting a little bit too much respect on his name for what he's actually done. Agreed. Does that make sense? Agreed. All right. Uh, the other team that plays basketball in the uh, surrounding city, the Chicago Ooh. Sky, they yeah, uh, they signed Candace Parker. So welcome home, Candace Parker, to the Chicago right. Sky. She comes back home after 13 seasons with the Los Angeles Sparks, where she was Rookie of the Year and MVP in 2008. Well, the Sparks did try to retain the reigning Defensive Player of the Year who helped them win the WNBA title in 2016. She was also the WNBA MVP in 2013 and Finals MVP in 2016. There you go. For her career, right. Parker has averaged 16.9 points, 8.6 rebounds. The opportunity to return to her hometown of Chicago and play in front of her friends and family for the last portion of her career was too appealing for her to pass up. Congrats to her for coming back home, playing for Chicago. I have a, a great fear that that's what's going to happen with Anthony Davis when he's all washed up. He's saying, <laughs> like hey, Dwayne Wade. After the exactly right after i go off and win a couple titles with lebron and you know my, my my achilles hurts all the time and my knees been twisted and you know yeah the middle part of my eyebrows finally fall out uh <laughs> i'm gonna come home and play and, I'm, and at that point the bulls are like yup come on go, we'll do it. come on uh, come on down we need some, we need to put butts in seats <sighs> yeah so jerseys right I'm, I'm glad kansas parker is in chicago and i remember her in college man i had a crush on that girl mm. cute mm. girl all right, and Blackhawks news. The Blackhawks signed Billy Madison. Oh, no, wrong guy, wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, Madison Bowie uh, to a two-year deal. This defenseman's two years contract carries a 725000 salary cap hit. Uh, I mean, they're just bringing in guys. Yeah, to, they need uh, bodies. They need bodies. <laughs> they, they have to because half the team is on the COVID list. Yeah, this is exactly where I'm going. The Blackhawks are expected to be out with uh, without the Brinkett and Boquist as they've been placed on a COVID-19 protocol. And then earlier, Walmart. Oh, well, wrong guy. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they're shopping for these guys at Walmart. Dude, uh, they might be. Yeah, Carpenter and Boldain were added, also added to the COVID uh, protocol list. So, I mean, you're, losing, you're missing five guys. Jesus. There, what are you what are you gonna do i mean it's what covid has done it's it's decimated teams uh we saw a lot of happenings like that in, a, in the nfl right unfortunately when the bears had to play teams who's uh, <laughs> who, who had a bunch of players under the covid protocol they did nothing with that yeah um 
We do have a returning member, 32-year-old Scott Darling is back in the Blackhawks organization. He helped the Hawks capture the 2015 Stanley Cup in his first year. Uh, Corey Crawford was having a hard time in the beginning of that uh, playoff run. He allowed three goals in the opening frame during game one of their first round matchup against the Preds. And Darling played a pivotal, pivotal role in that series and with helping the Hawks win their third cup in six years. Yeah, uh, Darling was, was a great addition. He really studied the team when, when Corey couldn't get it done. Corey's right. always had a problem with Nashville. Every single series, he's yes. had a problem with Nashville. So see, sometimes some some teams have your number, and it's, that's the way it works. And I, I think what, with Darling, he thought that he was going to be able to, he, when he left, he thought he was going to be able to start. And, and you know, he just kind of bounced around. I think he he went to, like, the Carolina Hurricanes yep. or something. Yep. And then he bounced around. He was in Europe for one, at one point, and he's from here. So it's not like, yeah. you know, he went back home. He lives a couple of blocks now, from me. Now he's back home. He's <laughs> back home in Chicago. Uh, I don't know if he's actually going to see the eyes for the Hawks because I, I, I think he, he will be brought up at some point. I think he's he's backup rotational depth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Most Right definitely. now, what they're trying to do is see what they can get out of the young guys that they have going right now. Yeah, but Su- um, Lank- Subban is Lankin, not. I think is. No, but I think Lankinen is the Lank- guy. Lankinen is the guy. To... Lankinen is yeah. your guy. So unless, I, I still think that going forward, you still kind of want one of your back, uh, your backup guys to be one of the younger guys so you can have a rotation and be able to trust two guys. So I don't know. I don't know if a uh, 32-year-old guy is going to really see the ice too much. Uh, he'll get a couple games. Uh, eventually, yeah. but I don't know. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, like what you hear? Support your favorite show with a subscription. Visit anchor.fm backslash true Chicago sports fans backslash support. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It is the Super Bowl preview show. We have in this corner the Kansas City Chiefs with your reigning MVP, Pat Mahomes. And in the other corner, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the 10-time Super Bowl appearance uh, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady, he's won a bunch, he's lost a bunch, but here he is on his second team in 20 years. Uh, his only one and only uh, season with the Bucks, playing with a whole bunch. This team is a bunch of misfits. Um, you got Sue on this team, you got Jason Pierre Paul, you got Fournette, you got Gronkowski, you got Arians who came from the Cardinals. You got your mother. You got your uncle from down the street. You know, <laughs> Chico and the man are all on this team. Jeez. So, Z, who is going to win this game? Hey, man, I can't bet against Brady. I'm sorry. I'm not betting against Brady. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, he's pulled this team from the dumpster fire that it was last year to being in the Super Bowl. He's made that change in one year. He Top- made. He, he wasn't alone. No, he wasn't alone, but... Let's, we've been we've been saying it for about a year now that the quarterback is the most important position in, in sports, right? In professional sports, period. right? That's what I'm saying. So it, that made the difference. I, you know, here, here's the thing. This is the matchup that I wanted to see. There was, I think there there were some really intriguing possible matchup for, for the Super Bowl. The Bills winning and playing against the uh, uh, the Chiefs with the two young or uh, I'm sorry, the Bills winning and playing against the Bucks. You see Brady going back against the Bills would have been really interesting. Um, but this is the this is the matchup that I really wanted to see. You could have possibly had Rodgers, the Rodgers and, <laughs> and Pat Mahomes and the uh, um, what is it? The Allstate Bowl. Is that is that who they all, represent? Allstate, Allstate the all, versus yeah, uh, the Allstate State Bowl. Farm. Oh, State Farm. That's right. The State Farm Bowl. State it would have been Bowl. the State Farm yeah. Bowl with, with these two guys. And that would have been another dig in our craw because we're watching the guy the Bears should have had versus the guy the Bears fans hate the most. So, I mean, that would have been interesting. But I'll tell you what. Chiefs and Bucks is the matchup that I wanted to see because I wanted to see the current greatest of all time, the GOAT, mm-hmm. versus who I think is going to overtake him and Pat Mahomes. I think he's going to be the next GOAT. All right. So what is your prediction? Who wins this game? Mm. All right. So I want the Chiefs to win 
because I think it would be great to see the passing of the torch in this game. Okay. But like you said, I can't bet against Tom Brady, man. No. This solidified, like, with all the scandals, with the Spygate, with the Deflategate, with, you know, all the, the, the stuff that he's been through in his career, he only loses in the Super Bowl to crappy quarterbacks. He lost to Nick Foles, and he lost to Eli Manning twice. So they only lose to these mediocre teams. Um, but when it comes to the good quarterbacks, they win. There, there's two Bradys. There's... Regular season Brady, who's like, eh, I'm just going to go through the motions. Let me see what I can try out. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me get with my guys open. And then there's playoff Brady. Yeah. And those two guys are completely different. I do not bet against playoff Brady. Brady, it, I've had my doubts over the years. I, I mean, we're at that point where his, he, he's been just so ridiculous. You're not going to see another player um, with the longevity. I feel like Pat Mahomes with his trajectory that he's going on now, the path that he's going down right now, there's a possibility that he could have better numbers. Um, I think he could have bet more titles in less amount of years. Right. But, but here's the thing with Brady. If you really think about the way he's played, he's essentially had three separate Hall of Fame careers. Okay? Mm-hmm. From from 01 to 07, he's had 80, he had 86 wins, which is more than Roger Starback. He had 197 touchdowns, which is more than Joe Namath. 26,364 yards, which is more than Bob Greasy. And three Super Bowl titles. And that's from 01 to 07. And that's more than John Elway. And that's just the first of this. Those are all Hall of Fame players. Let's just just put it out there. This man is breaking records left and right. Mm -hmm. He is revered. Like when we were growing up, it was Montana. It was, you know, you heard Marino in his late Mon- career. Marino, right, right. Montana, away, right. And then you heard about you heard about Joe Namath with you know mm-hmm. calling the game back in the day. Yep, right. You heard you heard about Stallback. We saw Kurt Warner what he did. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre, right. Brett Favre was a glun- gunslinger. We hated him in up, up north, but we respected his that his, his winning attitude. Brady blows them all out of the water. Look. Uh- I, I can keep going, man. Look at this. From, I know you can. <laughs> from 08 to 14, listen to this. 73 wins, which is more than Kurt Warner. 195 touchdowns, which is more than Kenny Stabler. 20, another 26,000-yard season, or 26,000 yards in, in that time span. More than Bart Starr, former quarterback of the uh, Packers. And a title, which is more than Marino. Yeah. Then, in 2015, this man who's been in the league since 2001, 14 years later, let's go. Let's let's look at the back end of his career. Last five years, right? Mm-hmm. 70 wins, more than Otto Graham. 189 touchdowns, more than Troy Aikman. 25,946 yards, another almost 26,000, more than Sammy Ball, and two titles, which is more than Brett Favre. So you got three titles in one little era of his of his career, one title in another, and two titles, and gives you six. I mean, uh-huh. six and ten. And a hot wife. That's another title. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let me t- so on SNL last night, if 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 uh if you guys out there have not spoilers. had a chance to watch spoilers. This is a spoiler. It's just it's the beginning. But so there the skit in the beginning was talking about what's still working in this country. And one of the people there, or one of the things they brought up is Tom Brady's still working. You know, you're one of the best of all times. Uh uh, do people like you? Sure. Um so people are rooting for you. Absolutely not. Oh, man, but you have all these great accomplishments. <laughs> You're such a great guy. You know, what, what do you got? Like some weird thing? Are, are you like a Trump supporter or something? He's like, oh, okay, have a good day. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> he's almost perfect, man. He's almost perfect. He's almost perfect. No one's almost perfect. perfect. No one's perfect. <laughs> all right. But, so let, let's talk about score prediction. Whew. Brady, uh, I, look, uh, high score, man. High Ooh, scoring game. I think opposite. I think it's a low scoring game. I do not. That I Bucks think defense got, is good. Okay. You know who's better than Bucks defense? Mahomes. Mahomes. You know who's better than pretty <laughs> much Mahomes defense? <laughs> <laughs> you know who's better than pretty much everyone's defense? Mahomes. Yeah, and Brady. I yeah. mean, yeah. We, saw, we, we saw Brady go back and forth with the Packers. 
Uh, we saw the the Chiefs make quick work out of the Bills. I mean, that wasn't really a close game. No. We watched we watched Mahomes navigate through last year's playoffs by being down by like you know eight touchdowns every game, and then coming back to win. And you just sit there and watch. You sit there and watch. I mean, I think you're watching a development of greatness, and I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm All looking right. at at score? least like score. a 38 35 game with a 38 35 38 35 with a field goal that's going to win it. And you think this is going to Tampa Bay, 38-35 Tampa I, I Bay. I think it's going to Tampa Bay. I, I think what you're going to see, I, I think the thing with Mahomes is that even if he wins a bunch more, the uh-huh. one thing you're always, hey, but you didn't beat Brady. Right. But you didn't beat Brady. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you got? I, I got a 28-24. 28-24 Brady okay. with, a, with, a, with a last drive to win the game. That's that's still a pretty good score. That's not a low scoring game. No, no, no. And, and to be honest with you, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to speak for you. You want a competitive game. 100%. You want to be entertained. 100. percent That's that's really. I, I don't want to blow out. I do not want to blow out. No, no. I I don't want to blow out. Um. I I, I always want to. Uh, <laughs> I always want an entertaining game unless my team is involved, and then I want to blow out on our favor. Yeah, I don't of course, care. Of course. I don't, I don't need but that we, stress in my life. I mean, we've watched <laughs> Super Bowls that you know what was it? We're San dubs. Francisco corner. Uh, San Francisco uh, 49ers when they blew out the Chargers. It was like uh-huh. 233 to seven. Yeah. I mean, you, everyone turned it off by halftime. And then uh, we've seen another they, Super Bowl that was like zero zero at a halftime. Bears and uh, Patriots. I don't know. That was a pretty good blowout. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but but you don't forget you had Atlanta and New England, and we thought there was going to be a blowout. Look what happened. Yeah. So sometimes that's the most exciting thing that happens is all of a sudden you know all of a sudden you see those tides turn and and the game becomes very exciting and that's almost better than like a, a game that's close the whole game you know. All right, who's your MVP? MVP is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's gonna be the MVP of this game. Uh, uh, I got I got the the Bucks winning it, and I I don't think, especially if the Bucks win, I don't think there's any way on this planet or any other that they don't give Tom Brady the MVP. Not only uh, because it's a swan song, because I feel like if he wins, he's retiring 100. percent Yeah. Um, it's not I, just a swan song. Hey, while you're thanks for coming, here's your parting prize. Thank you for being here for so many years. But I also think he's gonna be the best player on the on the. On the field that day yeah uh, unless the defense uh, one defensive player comes up with like three picks to win the game or something like that it's so it's, it's it, yeah it's gonna go it's gonna go to brady so all right we're in agreement with that what about next year's super bowl prediction super bowl 56 who are you saying is winning that game the big game next year well i mean we have to have a matchup first let's, no, let's no 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 i, I want you to call your shot call your shot who do i think is going to the super bowl next year well, it's going to be the Chiefs and someone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my prediction for next year. All right. Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Versus the L.A. Rams with Matt Stafford. I, I'm, I'm digesting that for a second. I'm really uh-huh. digesting that. I'm going to tell you why. Brady retiring. Opens the door. Right. Opens the door. Right. I think Brady wins his game. I think Brady retires. I think Aaron is a Ron uh, up in uh, Green Bay. I think he's he's not on the same page right now with Matt Lafleur. I think that they need to navigate some rough waters there. But I don't really see another team in the NFC that will be able able to overcome the Rams with a much better quarterback. No, no, I I, I agree with you. So. Yeah, I, I don't see Seattle doing it. I don't see uh, they could, but they just haven't. No, they just have. They've been at such a letdown. But R- you Russell. know what? I'm gonna ride with you on this one. I'm gonna, there's nobody else that's that's calling my attention. I'm gonna ride with you. But I still, <laughs> I still say the Chiefs win that one, though. Yeah, I, I think I think they win, but I think with the addition of Stafford, that the Rams all of a sudden become the best team in their division. Um, Kyler Murray is a nice player. I don't think he takes him to the promised land. I think what he does is he gives him hope. I see the Cardinals as like the Vikings in our division, mm-hmm. where they're you see them, they're tough. They you know they kind of win 500 football all the time, but they don't quite get over the hump. Um, you know Seattle is there all the time, but they're just I, I I think Russell Wilson since his Super Bowl appearances has been a letdown. Um, in the regular season, he's great. And well, he hasn't won since he got married. Yeah, well, maybe he needs to, uh, you know, 
<laughs> Stop getting them them weak legs. <laughs> I <laughs> feel so weak. In the- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, women weak in legs. Yeah, I that's think that's right. what's happening with that, him. Right. So look, um, I don't, I don't really see, I don't see any other team really in, in the NFC that that is strong enough to to go and and you know take that title. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for the Super Bowl prediction and preview show. All right, two Chicago sports fans. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% your entire order. That's GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh, 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 you know uh, what time uh. it is. It's time for stirring the pot. Oh yeah! All right, bro. yeah, baby. I got tasked with this this segment now, so I gotta I gotta keep keep up the uh, I gotta keep up to the bar. Uh-oh. So we're gonna talk about yeah, we gotta talk about my favorite food. <laughs> right. We're talking about tacos, baby. Okay, <laughs> I got your attention now. Yeah, buddy. All right, so we're not gonna about talk about meat. All right, I know that's your favorite subject there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, but we're gonna yeah. talk about sauces, brother. Huh. Okay, kind of like the Matrix, you take the red pill or the blue pill. You could put green sauce or red sauce on your taco. I go. None. No, no sauce. I'm not a. I'm no sauce. Mm. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't use a sauce, man. That's me. I am not a saucy boy, my friend. <laughs> That's right, sexy boy. I, it's not. It's it's not my thing, man. Uh, I'll tell you what. We. I think we we actually talked about this before. You. I don't understand the enjoyment of like something super hot in your mouth. You know, I don't. Okay. I, <laughs> hey. Sauce, sauce, salsa, please. Um, <laughs> so look, for for me, I'm not. I'm not a sauce guy. Even when it comes to like like fries, you know, I don't put ketchup on fries. Right. Um, like you know what I mean. If it's a gravy that I've made because it stews in the sauce so- and meat, like you know our Jamaican cuisine, that's fine. Adding mm-hmm. sauce, I'm not real big on it. Now, uh, there are two schools of thought when it comes to tacos, right? You either have your onion and cilantro, or you right. have your cheese and your and your uh, crema guy, right? So, so either you're Mexican or you're eating Taco Bell. <laughs> First of all, I'm putting I'm putting all of that on my tacos. Give me <laughs> all of it. I'm t- there's I'm no reason putting- to be. There's no reason there should be lettuce on any taco. I didn't put. I didn't say lettuce. I don't say lettuce. I said cheese and cream or onion and, and cilantro. Oh, okay. Well, cheese and cream are good. That's, That's right. what I'm, cool I'm saying, that. man. I'm not putting right. I, I thought you I thought you were going to Taco no Bell route. Right? Lettuce, lettuce and tomato on it. And that crunch there ain't no such thing as a crunchy taco. That's that, no. that's that's just a misshapen chip, okay? So, Z, what's yes. what's your sauce, bro? It depends on on, on the meat that I'm using. Ah. Hey. So if it's like carne asada, I'm going with the green sauce. Mm-hmm. If it's a pastor, I'm going with the red sauce. So you are a saucy boy. Oh yeah, all day. <laughs> Extra spicy. <laughs> are you Extra spicy? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's not my thing, man. I, I I appreciate some people get upset when you have different versions of tacos. Like my wife makes uh, uh, she'll make like shrimp tacos, but we'll put like um, like slaw and some stuff like that on there. You know, just okay. it just depends. Now, question. Uh-oh. I got one for you because this is where I He's thought gonna, you were going in the first place. He's gonna flip the script. I am. All right. Corn or flour? Corn all day, every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As far flour as- is just it's just for your burritos, right? That's it. Or like yeah, where I I eat yeah. them with like chorizo and eggs and stuff like that. Like yes, yeah. that I'll eat. Um, like something that can absorb all the grease. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, yeah yeah no you corn all day. There's no such thing. As a, like a flower, <laughs> flower uh, to, uh, taco. That's 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 just wrong, man. 
No, no. Don't ever do that. Mm-mm. All right, brother. Let's get out of here, man. Yes, yes. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you for listening to our Super Bowl preview show. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the show at anchor.fm backslash true Chicago sports fans backslash support. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, Nor Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. You want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. And shout out to Mike Logic and to Big Z for running our ultimate sitcom uh, tournament. The winner will be uh, the, the winner the, on Monday. The winner will be announced on Monday. So by the time this comes out, yeah. you guys will know who the winner is. So thank you to everyone for voting. And our final ended up being the Fresh Prince versus Married with Children. So I hope you guys went in there and voted and we had a great time doing this. Yeah. Uh, don't forget. Vote Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah. I mean, like, look. <laughs> yeah. Vote Fresh Prince. Yeah. I mean, come on. Hey, come, come on. Um, you can don't forget to find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email because we want to hear from you guys. That's right. We, Give us that stirring the pot stuff, absolutely. man. Absolutely. We, we can't wait to hear what you guys got for us. Uh, you can reach us at true Chicago sports fans at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the All Net Podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. Brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. And don't forget to check out Mike Logic and his crew, Shy Native. They have their radio show every Tuesday night from 9 to 10. And it's now available on Spotify so you can listen whenever you want. They do music, news, movie reviews, all types of stuff. You guys will love it. Uh, check it out. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 31. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. I play baseball. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bucks, Bucks, baby. Bucks for the win. Oh, yeah, Bucks. I'm a sexy boy. Sexy boy. So saucy. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat that poppers.